Welcome and come on in to the CEO of You, the Fine Print Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Princess Cullum, and I'm excited to kick off our podcast with a fresh and insightful four-part series on career and personal growth, featuring our CEO of You mentors and mentees. Hey, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us today. I'm Princess Cullum, PhD, founder of the CEO of You Women's Leadership and mentoring program. And today I'm really excited that we're talking with a couple of our CEO of You magnificent mentors and mentees about self-discovery, vulnerability, and courage. I would like to first introduce our magnificent mentor, Melanie Gomez, HR executive at Zwelling J.A. Hinkles. I'd love to give Melanie the chance to share a little bit about her background. Melanie? Hi. Hi, Princess. Thank you for this opportunity. Melanie Gomez, I've been in HR for a number of years. Love what I do, love people, and just really excited to be part of a magnificent program. Thank you very much, Melanie. We appreciate that. Next, I'd like to introduce our magnificent mentee, Kim Binion Richards. I'd love to give Kim the chance to share a little bit about her background. Kim? Hello, ladies. Thank you so much, Princess. Thank you so much for joining us as well, Melanie. I'm looking forward to the conversation. So I am Kim Binion Richards. Looking forward to sharing a little bit about myself. I am a pharmacist by trade and just really happy to be a part of this program and being able to share with you all my experience. Thank you very much, Kim. I appreciate that. So let's jump into the main topic of this conversation, self-discovery, vulnerability, and courage. First question is for you, Melanie. What did you share with your mentee about making mistakes in general? and the specific mistakes that you have made. Mistakes can be a beautiful thing, and it could be, it could be scary. I think what I've conveyed is to embrace the mistakes. Embrace the mistakes, embrace the learning. Not only is the learning for yourself, right, and, you know, what decisions you could have made, should have made, but then how do you take what you've learned from that mistake and share with others for their own growth? And so I have a firm belief that there's no such thing as a mistake, but a decision point. And at any point in time, you make a decision and didn't pan out the way you want, you have an opportunity to make yet a different decision, right? So when things go awry, embrace it, take it for what it is, and then hopefully you can capture what that learning was and can share it with somebody else who can help them. You know, some of the mistakes I made early in my career was really around to this whole notion about being vulnerable, right? And I think sometimes as a woman, a woman leader up and coming, you you have this pressure to have this facade and you have it all buttoned up and you're perfect and you have this exterior. You realize that that's exactly what it is, a facade. And the more open you can be, the more humble you can be, the more you're willing to take in feedback from others when you're right, you're wrong, and just take it all in, right? And it's a snapshot in time for that moment, then it's not so much I need to defend who I am as a person, right? But it's for that moment of that learning. So I think just being vulnerable and open and being willing to hear what's working for you, what's not working for you, and then take it on to the next journey. But don't over-personalize it because sometimes it has nothing to do with you. Yeah, yeah. And then you can move on. I appreciate that. I think that's so valuable of advice to give to your mentee. So for you, Kim, how did you let your mentor know that you were open to learning from others? Sure. So, you know, for Melanie and I, it was a very organic interaction. I mean, we just really connected, you know, from, from the very start. 
just talking through some of the challenges that I felt I had, you know, professionally and even how that personal piece of me played into that. And just really, you know, talk through what I was looking for, what my experiences were, what the struggles were, what were wins, looking at my, my network, you know, just really being open to the discussion and just putting it out there and having, you know, letting her guide the conversation based off of this is where I am, this is where I'd love to be, and this has been my experience. Yeah, I appreciate that. And you said something I think that would resonate with a lot of the women listening, which is you talked about network. And we know from some uh, current research that just came out from Northwestern, that having a female-dominated network is extremely important to our, our success and for us to be able to do what we want to do in a career. So here's my question for you, Melanie. What advice did you give your mentee on expanding their network and building relationships? Yeah, it's actually, that's one of our earlier conversations. And it was around the context of eliciting feedback. You know, oftentimes we're trying to think through what's the next step. And sometimes, you know, folks would volunteer feedback to us, other times they won't. And it's important when you have blind spots sometimes to be able to seek out a lot of um, diverse opinions. So that's one of the things we talked about and, and the, the conversation lent itself to broad, wide, deep, people who you get along well with, people who you don't, people who said two words. But the important part is, you know, making sure that you had a full perspective and a wide spectrum of folks who had a perception. I mean, it's ultimately up to you to determine how you want to engage with some of that feedback, but having a broad network to people who, women, men, a different ethnicity, different parts in your career when you met them, I think the broader, I think there's a concept around having your own board of directors, right? And tapping into that when necessary. So I think the, the task here is to create and make that mass of board of directors. And then you have kind of a pick of the litter as you traverse in through this whole career and, and kind of life. So yeah, wide, deep, as many. And there's some you're going to be in contact with all the time and others you're not. And that's okay, right? The intent is not to have the same level of relationship engagement for everybody in your network, right? But the goal here is to have as broad a network as possible. Yeah, I can, I can definitely think about that in the context of, of what we sometimes need to hear. And sometimes we want to hear, right? And so to make that feedback as broad as possible, I can even recall from reading Michelle Obama's Becoming book, she talked about President Obama, one of the last things that he did before going to bed was he would have staff bring him up letters that he would read before going to bed. And in those letters that he read, he'd make sure that he read a couple of them with, from people that were not happy or did not agree with his policy so that he could understand a totally different perspective and make sure that he was taking all of those perspectives into consideration. So I definitely appreciate that. So Kim, where were you in your life that inspired you to apply to the CEO of you program? What was, what was kind of going on? Can you share that with us? You know, for me, when I looked at what the offerings were of the actual program and for me, you know, I'm a lifelong learner. You know, I recognized and understood that I had blind spots, but didn't know what those were. You know, I really, really liked the offerings from, from the assessments and then being able to take that information, have discussions with Melanie, share with my other peers within uh, the group of CEO of you, as well as hear what, you know, the, the actual speakers had to offer and making it applicable to, you know, what the assessments identify 
and being able to have the conversation to say, you know, I never realized that about myself. And this is the reason why, uh, or this is helping me to understand what that means and what to do with it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Because we know that there are a lot of twists and turns that we take as we continue to move throughout our career. We call those shifts, you know, as you move from individual contributor, frontline leader, when you go from frontline leader to mid-level, and certainly from mid-level to functional leader. So I'm curious, Melanie, what career factors did you consider when giving advice to your mentee? I think whenever an experience come your way, explore it. The expected and the unexpected. Um, sometimes we think, oh, there's this natural progression of where I think I should go and what is expected. And when other opportunities come that doesn't seem to fit that mold, it's like, oh, I don't think I want to do that. And so I tell people all the time, when something comes your way, explore it. You know, there's nothing really to lose. And even if you took a job that wasn't your ideal, then what can you learn from this experience that can be applicable for later on? So, because, you know, we, we have a, a common spiritual belief and we don't believe that anything happens serendipitously, right? So when something comes into our life, there is a reason why that is here and we have to really explore and find out why. Doesn't mean you have to say yes, but you certainly should explore when it comes to you. So don't be afraid, you know, of shooting for that big job and don't be afraid if the small one comes first, right? But to explore and see what could this actually mean for the journey. Oh, I so love take, that. Take it, take it all in. I love that. I love that. So, so Kim, question for you. Has the trajectory of your career changed as a result of having a CEO of you mentor? And if so, how? As, as a matter of fact, I've switched positions with a different organization and it, it, was, it happened so fast that I know it was by design and it was between, <laughs> life happened for Melody and I <laughs> and literally the very next time she and I had a conversation, I'm like, you are not going to believe what's happened. And she's like, what? <laughs> what happened? You got a position in just that little bit of time. And I'm like, you know, life happened, you know, was open to it, you know, took some of her pointers and you know i think i think i was just open to a different opportunity and the timing happened to be right and i had the right tools because our initial conversation melly and i our initial conversation was just really blunt for, for lack of a better way to say it and it's just like okay this is where i am i'm bumping my head you know i'm not exactly sure what direction to go in and so we really had a conversation on, you know, being intentional about, again, the network, being intentional about what is it that you're looking for, you know, reaching for the stars. And, and, and again, to Melanie's point, just being open to things. You know, we as women look at a job description and we're like, well, I don't have that and I don't have that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I can do this. And I was like, well, the majority of that I have and the rest, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, that maybe I know it or I can learn. And I'm like, why not? And so I applied to the position and lo and behold, here I am. And, and so I'm very happy with the results, but was just very open-minded to trying something outside of what would consider to be normal and what I'm comfortable with. What was really great to see for Kim is giving herself permission to be open. And because I think at least when we, our first conversation, she was really focused on, you know, growing her career at her current organization. And that, you know, that can always still be a possibility, right? And then we talked about, well, what if it's not there, you know? And you can kind of hear the, the light bulb flickering. And she began, to, and she's like, you know what? 
And she could actually hear her give herself permission to be open to current opportunities at her organization mm -hmm. and also to be open to opportunities outside of the organization. And I think it's a mindset. Once I think she gave herself permission, it was like, it was kind of freeing. And it was like, oh, now I have options, right? Mm -hmm. I can go down this path and stay here and, and grow in this organization or I could do something different and, you know, take another path. So I think it was really interesting um, to see, feel and experience her giving herself permission. And then when we had that next phone call, I was like, what? I was like, so, so happy, so happy. And I, I think I, in our first call, I shared a couple of women, my colleagues who very senior, very respectable organization and that they're at crossroads. And these are women, 25 years, experts in their field. They're all over in terms of their industry. And at any point in time, no matter where you are in your career, you're going to be at a crossroad. And so when you get to that crossroad, being able to embrace it and not be afraid because you're not the only one, right? And so I think it's just kind of hearing some of those stories. Like, you know what? Why not? You know? So that was really impressive for me with him. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, already I picked up a couple of things you both have talked about. You talked about it being at a decision point and being at a crossroad. You talked about having courage and, and vulnerability. And then Kim, you talked about, you know, being in the program gave you um, some of the right tools. You know, once you had that mindset and you were examining some of those behaviors, then being in the program gave you some of the tools that you could use then to move forward. And you were very intentional at that point. So I have a question that either one of you guys can answer. Um, and it's in regards to relationship, mentoring relationship goals and, and your progress. So did you sit down, sit down and have goals? And, and did you track those goals? And then the last part of that question is, is how did you celebrate this great opportunity for Kim? So, you know, either one of you guys or both of you guys, you know, what's your thoughts on that? So, you know, we had a very, I, I, like I said again, Melanie and I had a very organic relationship. I mean, just from the start. You know, it, I felt like I knew her. And so it, it wasn't that stuffy, where do we come from? You know, it was just like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be talking to you. You're someone who I could have drinks with, you know, from the start. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we had our initial conversation and then we had, you know, I, I had my task, you know, my to-do list. And, and it's interesting because my to-do list centered around my network and understanding, you know, who, who's advocating for me, you know, who, who I can learn from, you know, whether it be someone who is further along in their career, someone who reports to me, you know, just having that homework to do. And it, it was so funny because our very next conversation, it's like the homework was like irrelevant. It's like, you know, it's very helpful for me to know and have that perspective. But it was supposed to be something that was kind of like a step. Here's your network. Now, this is what you need to do with this network. And it's kind of like, okay, well, you have that network, but here's what the next set is because you've, you've you know, gone past and have graduated from that particular exercise. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just really being intentional about, okay, what are the next steps? Me making sure that I'm prepared for our next meeting so that. I get something out of it. It's just so happens that I kind of skipped over a grade. <laughs> the flexibility was important, right? Absolutely. Um, so Kim surprised me. Like the whole whole thing about getting the network was to get the feedback so she's preparing for interviews. 
she'd be more aware and lo and behold, she had a whole new job, right? right. right. And right. so being, I think, flexible and being, to your point, Kim, just I'm intentional. And at the end of every conversation, we definitely had something to look forward to for the next one. So after this one, like, okay, you're going to negotiation process. Are you prepared? Do you have your, you know, what's your approach? And then we met up again and we heard what kind of happened. And okay, so now you had this part about preparing for your new role and kind of what's your approach and here. So it's really been very dynamic and not overly scripted, but like Kim said, it's a lot organic. And yeah, we didn't go through the, here's why I went to school and here's where, where, like we actually didn't do any of that, right? I think we both just kind of met where we were and took it from there and then just really try to support each other. I love that because one of the things that is key in the mentor-mentee relationship are having uh, shared or similar values and then the personality characteristics match up. So I'm just wondering as far as values and personality, I know you guys talked about we didn't go through the whole, where did you go to school and do that whole background, but did, did values and did personality, did that play a role? It sounds like, you know, from the standpoint of you guys clicking so easily that perhaps it did. I would say just being open, you know, I, I, I think more than anything, there were, and you know, that's the first time we're seeing each other, right? Yeah. So there was no prejudgment in terms of who I think you are and what you look like. And it we just connected based on our words. And I think we were both just open to the process. We were vulnerable, direct. And yeah, so I think the one value would just really be kind of openness and transparency from the very beginning, I, for me at least, you know, made a big difference. No, and I, I wholeheartedly agree um, with Melanie. I think for me, being the mentee, and I shared this with Melanie, this is the very first time, you know, that I've really had a mentor who... I could look up to, and, and not that it was never, not that it's ever been disrespect for anyone else who has been a mentor, but I really have found value in the feedback and the interaction. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it was very, um, it drew me in to want to hear more, learn more. It's kind of like, you know, my soul was thirsty. And so, you know, from that aspect, it was a level of respect just off the jump because this was something mm-hmm. totally different than what I've ever had. And I've been working a long time and I've had a lot of mentors, but it was just, it was just different. And I think it's what I needed where I am professionally right now. And so maybe that's a better way to say it. Mm. Melanie is what I needed professionally right now. I found value in a level of respect that I've never had before. It's been more like a peer kind of mentor. Absolutely. And so, you know, the feedback and the assignments, you know, it's just something totally, a different dynamic that I've never had before. And so, you know, it was a different level of respect there. It wasn't kind of this teacher pupil type of deal, mm-hmm. you know, at all, mm-hmm. you know, and it was really um, being supportive, right? And, but being direct, mm-hmm. right? And being intentional and not sugarcoating everything. I'm like, yeah, no, no. you know, so you know, it was good. It was really very, very respect is a very strong value. I think I would, I would echo wholeheartedly. Yeah, I'm listening to both of you guys and, and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about the, the match and I'm thinking about this notion of having someone that is, you, you talked about being a peer, but at the same time, having that level of respect and having that level of openness that you both could, could 
could respect from one another. And actually you talked about your soul being open, Kim, that you could receive uh, from one another. So we know that all relationships can have challenges, you know, as you're navigating the whole getting to know each other, setting expectations, et cetera. So I'm, I'm curious about, you know, how did you guys build trust in the mentoring relationship? I know you've said already that it was kind of like at the very beginning, at the onset, you guys really felt a connection to one another. But what did you do to, to nurture that, that someone who is looking to build a relationship with a mentor might find beneficial? I came to the table, you know, wanting answers. And I think with the, you know, hello, it's kind of like, oh, this is someone who I think I could, let, let, let me talk some more and see if what I'm hearing in the level of connection, because it wasn't scripted. You know, there was no script. There was no, well, tell me about yourself. You know, like we, we, we've referenced, you know, where'd you go to school? It was none of that. It was kind of like, this is where I am. This is what I want to get out of this relationship. What you got? Mm-hmm. And so, and Melanie reciprocated, like, this is something that I enjoy doing. And as a result, I think I'm gonna like this because it wasn't stuffy. It yes. wasn't scripted. It was just like, oh my gosh, this is a breath of fresh air. I'm getting something out of what she's saying. And I'm going to tell you, it's uncomfortable when you can relate to someone and they've given it to you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't like this, but I like it. Because I, I found value in what the feedback was, you know? And so I think it was just going in, not having an expectation, but being open to what the what if could be. And, and it did not disappoint. Yeah, I think the vulnerability, I know we said it a couple of times, but um, being direct, right? I mean, I'm sure I said some stuff to Kim, like she was like, whoa, I didn't expect to hear that, you know? But, you know, giving it straight, you know? And, and I think at times in these relationships where it is a short term, the goal isn't to necessarily, you know, make the person feel happy and comfortable, right? That, that doesn't produce growth. So when you're faced in a situation where, it is a time limit and you want to maximize the experience. You sometimes have to cut through some of that very quickly to make sure that the person gets what they need. And, and as Kim said, she was very clear what she was looking for. Mm-hmm. And anything short of that, I know I would not be fulfilling, you know, my purpose. And so I think, you know, Kim really set the tone in terms of her vulnerability, her openness, her readiness and what she wanted to do, right? And, um, and hopefully I responded in kind with, here's what I know you would like me to say, but here's what I'm gonna tell you, you right. know? And I think being direct and not trying to impress and not trying to come across as overly collegiate, it's just like, this is what it is. You didn't get the job, that's okay, that, that's life, <laughs> right? It's like, all right, now what, right? So we were just very direct, very candid, and um, I wanted it to be worth her while, you know? So yeah. she, she required me to show up in a certain way and, um, and it was good, it was, it was, it was good. Yeah, I, I heard something in what you guys both said that uh, resonates a lot in the research. So when, when looking up internal versus external mentoring, one of the benefits that comes up with having an external mentor is the fact that the mentor can focus solely on the person, that they're not torn between the organization, what's best for the organization and what's best for the person. They can be clearly focused on the person. And also when you're in a dedicated program like this, to your point, there are time constraints on it. So you don't have a lot of time to, um, 
I'm just going to say mess around because it's going to start and it's going to end. So I got to get everything that I can get out of this program in a certain amount of time. So that sense of urgency also propels people, right, to move and, and to act. And so one of the questions I have for you, Melanie, because you talked about Kim being very, very clear and intentional about what she wanted out of the program. So why did you volunteer as a mentor to be part of the CEO of You Women's Program? Yes. Yeah, so for me, um, I have I have benefited tremendously from being mentored throughout my entire career at different stages in my career from different women, um, all backgrounds, ages. And I know I could not be where I am today without that experience. So I feel honored and blessed um, to be a part of a program that promotes the holistic development of the professional woman. And um, it's the first time I've seen a program that really look at all these different components and try to find some balance and talks to all the parts of a woman, right, and of a leader. And um, so that was very much attractive to me. And then being able to continue the learning, share what I have learned along the way and feel being really honored to participate in something like this. So you don't, you know, you get so busy in life and it's really trying to make that space. We talk about what should happen in, in formal programs and, and until you start taking accountability for what you can have an impact on, then it's all for naught. So when, again, embracing every opportunity and, and for instance, you know, we didn't have a five hour discussion about this program. Um, but five minutes in, I was like, sign me up, I'm in. And anything coming close to me being able to promote support and, you know, strengthen women leaders, sign me up. Yeah, and we're so happy that you said sign you up and, and that you were a part of the CEO of you program. Because to your point, this holistic approach that the CEO of you program offers I believe is so needed right now, especially during this time when we're going through massive layoffs. I know the research that just had come out um, in the last week or so is talking about that potentially 40% of, of working women are looking to downsize or maybe leave the workforce as a result of everything that's being piled on them not just career-wise, but with family and with um, loved ones and just all the different responsibilities they have. So really looking at a, a woman from the standpoint of values, careers, relationship, and health is very crucial, especially today with everything that we're going through. So I, I wonder, you know, I've asked you guys a lot of questions, but what have I, have I not asked you that you feel like it's important that if you were looking to participate in a mentoring program that, you, that you'd want to know that we could share with the ladies that are listening? I would probably say, what is your why behind being a part of this program? And you've asked specifics as far as, you know, what, what my motivation was, but <clears throat> your motivation and your why may not necessarily be the same thing. My motivation, you know, I've shared was centered around just understanding my blind spots, but my why would be, what does that look like on the other side? You know, so once I've completed this program, what does that look like? You know, this is what motivated me to start. I've started it, but my why would be, I want to be able to come out fulfilled professionally, personally, having a better network that's been stronger with an experience that I, I haven't had before. And your why could change as you go through this program, because mine has, because I would have never expected to have you know, such a phenomenal mentor. And I'm not like hyping her up. Like, this is like the real deal. I mean, really, it has been very, very fulfilling for me. And so, you know, understanding that your why, you know, knowing what your why is mm -hmm. and understanding that it's different than the motivation. 
That's a good one. I, I think to piggyback on that is your readiness, right? And are you at a space in your career on either side? Are you ready to jump into this experience um, wholeheartedly? And before, as you're coming back onto the, the, the screen, Kim and I was laughing that, you know, when we get on the call, we start on minute one. <laughs> and when the call ends, we end at the very last minute, a couple of seconds over. And it is full of energy and, and no one's talking of each other. We are just present and we are ready, engage in a whole way. And so I think the one thing I would say, you know, um, as other people may be considering participating in this program, are you at a space in your life, career, personally, professionally, where you are ready to fully embrace and engage? Because if you're not, then it's all for naught, right? So I think that's the one thing is, you know, the readiness, the readiness part and staying engaged and plugged in. Can I just add one thing? And I think it's important for anyone who's considering this program to understand that these are not like little fly-by-night mentors. Like you got like real people doing real things. You know, these professional women are like doing it. And so you do need to be ready because you've got to get on their calendar. You've got to make it intentional. You've got to be prepared, not from a, from a pressure like, oh, I got one more thing to do, but you've got to want to do it. So just wanted to piggyback that, you know, it's a value add because you really do have mentors who you may not necessarily have access to, you know, just on a regular everyday kind of basis. Yeah, I, can, I remember I, I, I asked him some tough questions. And did. she was like, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm sat up in my seat, okay. And, and I was and, and I was feverishly taking notes because it was just, I'm like, man, I should have recorded this because it, it was good stuff. And it was things that really, you know, I had to be intentional about taking those, you know, nuggets because they were very valuable. And and they were to kind of, you know, pop you in the jaw a little bit, but but it's what I wanted and it, and it far exceeded anything I could have ever thought that I would get out of it. Yeah, I can appreciate the readiness that you guys talked about, because that's one of the questions that we often get is, is now the right time for me to do this? And as women, sometimes we'll put a lot of things before ourselves. And sometimes we feel like we got to get everything to Kim, your point, everything lined up just so before we actually execute and, and pull the trigger and, and go forward. And so I think you're right. There definitely is a question that you have to ask yourself, which is why is this the right time for me to be involved in this program? Um, and then to dedicate yourself fully to, to developing yourself and giving yourself permission to spend time and energy on yourself. Because the mentors like Melanie, that's what they're here for. They're here to give you everything that they have in the program to help make you be successful they believe in you you have to definitely believe in yourself and believe that you're worth it so i appreciate both of you guys i know you're definitely worth it and we so appreciate having both of you in the program success to both you. of you guys and we look forward to hearing all the wonderful things that are going to happen for both of you in the future thank kim you very is much phenomenal kim is absolutely phenomenal not as phenomenal as you, but I have, I've thoroughly enjoyed myself. I really have. And, and it's a blessing, you know, and I don't say that lightly to be a part of this program. I mean, really, 
it, it has, it's life changing because it's helped me understand some things that I just didn't have answers to. And I was thank you so much. Yes. No, thank you. Thank you guys. This was great. We'll see you guys later.